again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alvarigo, SchoolHunterTalk.com. Good morning, sir. How are you, Dwayne? What's going on? Everything is good? I'm doing great. I got an early Christmas gift from my wife. She, How she, cool uh, is that? Called, I called her last night on my way home from the studio and I said, hey, do I need to pick up anything? Or anything? And she's like, no. She said, let me ask you, are we getting any? Because we don't buy Christmas gifts for each other. Oh, no? And she goes, okay. Are we getting getting Christmas gifts this year? I uh, just want to make sure. And I'm like, no, uh-uh. And, and I've surprised her in years past. Like, she wanted an iPod one year. Um, and so I got her an iPod. But we usually don't buy anything, right? Right. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head, thinking, why is she asking that question? She must, she must have gotten something. So I come home last night and uh, this Golden Girls shirt. I love Golden Girls. So that's funny. And I'm a big baby because I want to buy this really cool – um, by the way, for, for all the school owners that shoot their own videos, that they're um, doing Facebook Live, that they're, you know, <laughs> filming their classes, there's this really cool piece of equipment called S-Move or Smooth, S-M-O-V-E. And, um, and the thing, the thing is, do you have it? I got one. You just got it? <laughs> no, I've had it for a while, man. Do you like it? Oh, I love it. I use it to uh, also videotape my son's volleyball. Um, oh, Okay. <clears throat> Well, it has. Uh, and, I love the the option on there. Is is does yours have it where it's like a selfie and it recognizes yep. your face and it will follow yep. you? So you set it up on a table. Well, that's cool. So I told my girlfriend I really want this for Christmas, and then I wanted to know whether she got it for me, and she wouldn't tell me. So I said, "Oh, I bought it already for myself." She's like, "You better not have." I go, "Oh, so you got <laughs> it?" So, so I don't know if she did or not, but I'm busting her chops. But but that that tool is incredible. Like for all those school owners that are shooting their own videos, you literally set it up, you put it on the table, you hit the self-tracking portion, right? And it follows you around the room. So you could, it looks like a camera crew. <laughs> and my buddy, yeah. Adam McCauley, just wrote, get a Tesla. Yeah, I think that's a big Christmas present. But Adam, did you see the new Tesla Roadster? It's fa- the fastest production car on the market right now is the new Tesla uh, car. However, though, it's a half a quarter million dollars. It's 250 grand. But, you know, so, uh, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, so get that, get that smooth thing. So you could shoot really professional videos. It also... It doesn't shake, right? It kind of keeps the right. video from shaking and oh my gosh, roll in it's and tilt, tilt up. Oh, awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. So I have a good testimonial for it. I saw the video. I love it. And I think everybody should get it. He said it'll take Yeah, two. I've been – yeah, one, one of the Tesla and one of the smooth. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, i got Paul saying good morning. Good morning, Paul. Uh, oh, good. Very cool. Hey, Paul. So, guys, today today we're doing like a rapid fire, right? We want to just answer questions, any questions. And let me preface this by saying I just went out to breakfast this morning with nine of my martial arts friends. People sometimes in my area or in the world can't believe, like, how do you hang out with all these guys that are your competition? And we're not necessarily in each other's towns, but we're a few towns away from each other, if that. Um, and uh, it was uh, myself, John Oschlager. Andy Stigliano, who uh, John O'Slugger is a Hakuru Jiu-Jitsu guy. Andy Stigliano does a eclectic martial art. Um, John Busto is a Kempo guy. Rich Casina, a Kempo guy. Mike Pinelli, a Kempo guy. Um, uh, Rick Kellerman, who's a very classical Kung Fu guy. And we went. another guy is Kato Perigine, which he's more of like a karate, traditional karate guy. And uh, it was just uh, great. We, and you know what? We ended up counseling each other. All, all morning, talking about issues, how hard it is, you know, sometimes how great it is, you know, sometimes how frustrating it is, um, funny stories, serious stories, sad stories. And, uh, you know, so it's an interesting thing, but we had a really great time. So it was very cool having that breakfast. So today, 
we have uh, questions and answers. Anybody rapid fire, any questions that people have or want to present with us to go over and we'll try to add our two cents in and, and so on and so forth. So anybody out there, please chime in. And, um, and do you have anything in, anything in general, Dwayne? Because I do have a question for you that I've been asked recently and I wanted to ask you and get your opinion on. Uh, no, I don't. Um, but fire away. The only thing I was gonna, uh, and maybe we'll do this at the end, is obviously Thanksgiving is tomorrow, and and um, you know I've got a little, little uh, uh, challenge, if you will, for all of us uh, at the end of this. Okay. Yeah, that's a great thing. Um, oh well, Paul has a question, but let me ask my question for you, Dwayne. So, so now, your school's been open how long? It'll be twenty years in February. Twenty. <clears throat> so, um, and. Obviously, when you started, I mean, unless and I and I think it was the same for most martial arts school owners, other than maybe modern practitioners now. Um, but uh, you know, we opened up our school with the desire to teach. You know, we thought it'd be cool. We said, hey, if we can make a living out of it, that would be even cooler. Do something that we love, live our life every day like we're on vacation. Um, you know, doing what we love, right? So, but did you ever think like you'd be where you are now? Meaning, not only in the highest the level of success that you're at, or the volume of students that you have, but did you ever envision where you would be at this time, like, you know, running a business, having employees, paying insurance, paying bills, you know, all the stresses, and I could go on and on and on. And, and here's the thing I want you to think about, too, which and everyone that's out there, I, I was just trying to figure out what it cost me to live hour to hour. So with my overhead, I took every expense that I ever had, you know, whether it be insurance, health insurance, car insurance, cars, gas, food, buildings, all this stuff, and I totaled it out, and it cost me about $75 per hour just to live. I mean, that's like I'm talking to you. It's going to cost me $75 to be on the phone and, and talk and do this call, not because of anything other than that's how much I spend on an hourly wage, 168 hours a week, and my total overhead divided out by that time. And uh, just to be alive, it cost me that amount of money, 70-something dollars an hour. Isn't that insane? So Yeah. But so anyway, so what, what, did, what did you envision? Like, did you ever see where you're going to be? Could you have seen that? Or has it just developed over the years? And what do you see yourself doing in the, in the future? Well, I, yeah, um, I, I, I knew I wanted to do this full time. I didn't know to what extent it, the, um, you were able to do it full time, if that makes sense. And so right. um, by being introduced to NAPMA at the time uh, allowed me to see that, wow, there, there's people that are making a living doing this, and I want to do that. And I, I would say right. I was probably only a year into uh, the studio, and that's when I had partners back then. And, and that kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, wow, I can, I can really do this full time. And, and if these yeah. people on, on, on the stages and in these seminars are telling me the truth, I, I can have a pretty decent living uh, by doing that. And, uh, by, you know, I'll be able to help out a lot of individuals, um, you know, by doing that, if that makes sense. So, no, yeah. yes, yes and no. Yes, I knew I wanted to do this. I knew I had a passion for it. Um, to what extent I was going to be able to take it to what level, I, I, I wasn't quite sure. Right. I remember one of my black belts, um, 
his name is Frank Olmeda. He's still with me in uh, not training really actively right now, but I still consider him with me, you know, my student. He's been with me for 27 years, still calls me on his way to work and says hello, buys me a Christmas present every year. We have dinners together. Love the guy. He's amazing. Um, and uh, he told me that maybe about year two that I was with, you know, doing, I sat down and he was there and I kind of laid out a plan of my, like my, imaginary vision of the future. Like I said, I want to have a ninja retreat where it's this house in the mountains and acres and shooting ranges and this and that. And I wanted to have X amount of schools and I wanted to have taught all over these places. And literally everything that I set out that day, I have done and achieved and, and it's come true, right? So I had a vision. Um, it wasn't necessarily that I even had a vision and I put it on paper and I wrote out a goal and I had to achieve, but I, the vision, everything that I talked about with him in that conversation actually has transpired. So it's all about th this. Uh, and by the way, I have a thing called the Mabaroshi statement, which is basically like a vision quest. It's one of the things that we share you and I with our clients about, you know, goal setting, short term goals within first year, midterm, three years, five years, 10 years and, and so on. And, um, you know, I, I have that available. I mean, maybe we can offer it to some people if they, uh, if they you know, click on a link and maybe we'll put it up on a link. Let's think about how we can do that and, and get it out okay. there. But how do we, you know, uh, you know, what do we have in our future? What do we see? Like, where do you see yourself? How, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 44. So where do you see yourself at 50 and 60? Do you see yourself still running your dojo full-time, teaching classes? Do you see yourself maybe – pulling yourself out and having people just run the business for you? Do you see yourself selling it to a student and retiring? Like, what, do you, what is some of the – and you don't have to spill the beans if, you, if it's secret, but I mean, like, you know, what is, what is your thoughts? Like, Because we have to have a clear vision of where we want to go, right? We have to know it, at least where we want to slightly end up on the roadmap. Yeah, and that was a big um, – that was a big – epiphany maybe is the right word – to really think about what's the end goal, what's the end game. Because when I first got into this, you know, that wasn't even a, a thought in my head about what's the end goal. Look, I'm, I've got a job that I love, and, you know, I want to be able to do this. And, and it's been able to uh, now, you know, have a, uh, a full-time program director and a full-time head instructor and then me. So to answer your question, I don't know that I ever see myself necessarily not being in the business um, just because I, 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 I love it so much. Right. Um, it affords me the opportunity to be able to, like right now I teach when I want to teach, which is nice. Uh, it kind of reminds me of what my mom talks about. Uh, she's retired and, and she's gone back to work, uh, right. on occasion. Right. And, and I go, you know, she goes, look, I'm going back to work on my own terms. She says, it's right. different now, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not retired, but I do kind of feel like that to a certain degree that it's on my own terms um, that I get to be able to go back in and teach. So I'm teaching with a different type of passion than I was uh, even when I first started. Not not good, bad, or indifferent. It's just a different type of passion. So I don't know that I, you know, to be honest with you, unless, unless I hear from God saying to me, look, <laughs> get rid of this, and now you're going to go do this. Um, but I do see that this is going to give me the opportunity to be able to get into different endeavors, you know, obviously spending a, a little bit more time uh, helping school owners uh, like we do, but then also getting involved into different things in the community. Uh, for instance, uh, I am 
doing a program at a school right now. It's the uh, quote-unquote bad school, if you will. This is where they send the kids, uh, whether they're kindergartners all the way through high school, um, and they just can't handle them in in their classroom. Um, I've been there now. This year is my first year, and I go there four four hours a week, two hours on one day, two hours on another, and it's just been it's been an eye opener uh, for me to take the martial arts that I know and love and the character development and traits and stuff and try to instill those into people that don't want to listen to anybody. Um, yeah. That's been or quite, who, that's or, been quite or interesting. Who are, or who are not necessarily a martial art student, right? Yeah, like they're not there because teach. they want to be there, you know? Right. Um, but then I also, too, I'm involved with a, a local school that started a program this year as well, uh, a mentoring program. And mm. if I had to be at my studio all the time, I, I wouldn't be able to go and be a part of this mentoring program. So I see myself um, being able to, in the future, be able, being able to help out with, with other things that aren't necessarily at the studio, but because of the studio and the things that it's afforded me to do, I'm, I'm going to be able to do those things. Does that kind of make sense? It does. And, you know, I love – and, you know, you're right. Like, they always say, you know um, – if you're poor and broke and, and don't have much to offer, there's not a lot that you could do for people other than maybe give them whatever time and effort from your own energy that you can. But the more affluent you are, the more opportunities you have, the more chances you can do to help people, right, and, and really, you know, make a difference in their lives. Like the other day, two weekends ago, two Thursdays ago, we did um, a uh, through the West of High School in my area and the Girl Scouts and um, I saw and, that, you know, my students, yeah, we did a peanut butter and jelly day. It was packed. We had like 45 people there making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, kids, little kids, putting them in the bags with the juice boxes and a snack. And then they brought over 400 sandwiches to Manhattan to all of the uh, children that were, uh, you know, not children, to the uh, uh, people who are homeless and, you know, or unfortunate and starving. So um, I thought that was amazing. And I, I was really, really happy and honored to be a part of that. And it gave me the opportunity to for me to really just be able to make a difference, you know, and I wouldn't be able to do that if I, I didn't have my school or, um, you know, be successful enough to call on people to help and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah. So, and, and you know, what's interesting. I, as you and I are talking, I was just talking about my student, Frank, right. And um, it looks like you froze again on screen, but I was talking about to my student about my student, Frank Almeida. And right as I'm doing that, my phone beeps and he left me a voicemail. So isn't that interesting, right? Um, so he's on his way, I'm sure, to work, just calling to say hi, and I'm talking about him on a Facebook Live and, and saying what a good student and friend and all that that he was. So it's serendipity in a way. Um, anyway, our live video has frozen. It says it will resume in a moment. A lot of hearts are flying across the page, um, which is <laughs> awesome. I said, oops, lost connection, one person. So for those that are on our podcast, you're going to get the full Try Full yeah, do me it. a favor. Try try re uh, re refreshing. Uh, uh, yeah, try refreshing your browser there. Because I'm, I'm up the, and I think I'm live. I think you and I are live now, and I'm going to look in my Facebook page again and see um, whether it's uh, it's live. But anyway, so it said video loss, but let me let me see. Up, oh, it says you're back. Someone has it. Says said you're back. So that's cool. Okay. So anyway, I don't so see anyway, you though. But you don't. No. Uh. Uh-uh. All right, I'm going to refresh it. Connect to camera. Right. There we go. I think you're okay, coming in weird. now. Okay, Technology. Hey, you're, okay. you're coming in hot. Okay, good. So Adam says we're back. Some people said we're back. Okay, so 
Um, so anyway, uh, another question from Paul Kroll. Now let me let me tell you, Paul's Paul's a funny guy. I love him. He sends me photos. He sent me a photo the other day, tongue hanging out of his mouth, almost like he's doing something uh, sneaky. But he, he's inserting he's inserting his rack cards into gift bags at the holiday store. So you know when people buy gift bags and they're going to give the gift bags out, he's putting his rack cards inside the gift bag. So when they purchase it, they have his rack cards. And, you know, it's truly what I would consider ninja marketing. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's interesting. And he goes out and he does that. He puts it in the folders on, um, you know, at, at Walmart or whatever the store is. Uh, you know, before the school year when they sell the folders for kids, he puts his rack cards in there. He's just basically out there, you know, trying to get things done. You know, and it's not like, you know. It's it's not necessarily traditional marketing, but it's marketing. Anything in any way you can go out to get yourself recognized, that's good. One thing I recommend, and a lot of times um, people will not do this, is buy the holiday cards. I, we sell them, and we have, you know, they're cheap. And, you know, everyone says, well, I only got one or two calls. Well, if you sign one person up, man, it was well you worth doing it. it. And, and it, don't forget. FOMA, front of mind awareness. So if people see the card over and over and over again, even if they just toss it in the trash, but they see your name, TriStar Martial Arts, Shelby Martial Arts, Long Island Ninja Jitsu Centers, when it comes time um, for them to choose a school, they'll probably, without even knowing, pick you above someone else because they're so used to, um, you know, used to, uh, you know, or, or hearing your name and, and, they, and you're very familiar to them. Does that make sense? Yeah, and the question that Paul asked was, you know, what are the best ways to advertise for the upcoming year? So that's, you know, what you're yeah. – um, and I just want to make sure that the listeners that aren't actually watching us live uh, right. on Facebook know what the question is. Uh, I would say the other thing, too, not only the, the holiday cards to, to, to give out, you know, the gift certificates like you were talking about, um, and I'll give a seamless plug to Allie because that's who I buy mine through um, – uh, are, are his holiday gift cards. But, uh, you know, for me is the Karate for Christmas. I know for you, you run the Karate for Christmas. Whether you get 10 people, yeah. whether you get 70 people like I did last year, um, doesn't matter. I mean, it matters. But but it's the fact that you're, you know, doing that type of stuff. Um, yeah. And this is the time of year that people are spending money. So I think it's a good idea to have some sort of Christmas special that they're going to uh, be able to take advantage of. Right, right. And you know what? I um I look back in history and I in my life in the martial arts and I remember opening my school and, and you know, having a few people that may say, Hey, I'll train if you open up the school and then when I opened it I remember growing my school one person at a time. You know, one person at a time. I was happy if one person walked through the door and I signed them up, right? So most of us, I think, are caught up in some some vision that, hey, you got to get 20, 30, 40 people, um, and, you know, that's the way you grow your school. No, you do it one person at a time, and you keep that person, and then another one joins. Now you have two, and then you have three, and then eventually you have a flock of people, right, you know? So it's very interesting that, um, you know, we, we forget that. And that's why I try to tell people, if you send out, and Paul just typed in, I saw, my, my Facebook is weird, Dwayne. I don't know if you get this, but I can't always see all the comments. I actually have three different Facebooks open on my screens because sometimes comments will pop up, sometimes they won't. So if you see a question, let me know because sometimes I don't see it. But I, I saw Paul wrote um, that he got, oh, here it is. It says, Hi, I highly recommend all the cards. I got three phone calls already from his Halloween card. So just alone on that, um, he was able to get people. Now, look, if he signed one person up, it costs $150 for 2,500 passes. If he signs one student up, it's paid for the entire marketing campaign. Who knows what's lingering out there? And maybe that student will recommend a friend. 
So it's the little things that we have to do. Of course, we, we would love to have big hits, but sometimes it's about the little things. Yeah, so um, again, uh, the Karate for Christmas type thing, the rack cards uh, for this holiday season, the gift certificates to give out to your, your own clientele right. um, as well. I would, I would look at a list of um, uh, former students and do some sort of reactivation campaign and give them a mm-hmm. New Year's type deal, a New Year's type deal as well, uh, right. to see if you can't get some of those individuals to come in uh, and start the new year, that type of thing. Yeah, I'm also doing uh, for the month of December, which I'm launching in a few days, is going to be all siblings and parents could train for free, non-training people, obviously, that are family members in my school, they could come in and train for the month of December for free. Um, we also give out free passes with the, similar to the karate for the holidays, except we just have a free a pass that people give out, like these holiday cards, and they'll give them out to all their friends and relatives and neighbors and so on. So it's ultimately, you know, we're trying to just stir, shake the bushes, so to speak, and get people to to think about the martial arts. I love your idea. I, you know, Every year in January, I do an old student campaign. I give them a 50% off. And listen, we may get one, maybe two coming back, you know, but it, it's not massive, but it's two people more that I have on the floor, people that I haven't connected with in a while, people that I could see training again in my style. And I, and I just love that. Yeah. So I think at this time of year, those are about the things that you could do uh, to, you know, fill the funnel, if you will. And and then, you know, any other um, uh, suspects, prospects, leads that you already have that have not taken advantage of a special uh, before, you know, I would say with, with the, within the last six months that you have on your list, you need to be contacting those people with the Christmas uh, offer as well. Yeah. You know, I have and, um, Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Continue. Uh, I, I mean, I have all those uh, field trip people that we're still calling and following up on, birthday party people. Uh, you know, last weekend, was it last weekend? or the weekend before, whatever it was, we had three birthday parties. So we had about 60 people, you know, to, to follow right. up with. Um, this this weekend we're closed, so I don't have any. So, yeah, it must have been last weekend that we had those birthday parties. Um, so, of course, we're calling them and offering them, um, you know, the uh, Karate for Christmas opportunity as well. So. Yeah, and I'm using the – by the way, I, I stole your idea, genius, ingenious idea, and I, and I took it and I, and I use it as a way to improve the martial arts in my area. So I have 16 different locations on my Karate from the, for the Holidays campaign with 16 different schools. So um, if, if someone doesn't live in my area and, you know, or they want to buy it for their cousin who lives in Plainview, there's a school in Plainview on there. And, um, you know, they could, and I'm just, my goal is to help in the martial arts. And one of my friends, he's in, um, yeah, he's in Plainview, actually, and he keeps getting, he's selling way more karate for the holidays than, than others because for some reason that area is hot and, and he's getting more and more people coming in. So he's really happy with the results. So that's important. And by the way, you know, there are millions of ways to market, Paul. As you know, you talk to me all the time. We talk about it and, um, you know, Facebook advertising, Google AdWords, you know, doing social media, um, more regular posts and boosted posts and, and selected lists and so on. Um, but there's a lot of stuff out there, yeah. I, I was going to say uh, this past weekend I was kind of messing around. I have uh, 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 Hootsuite. Right. I don't know if I told you about that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, what I did was I went through uh, and I, I used the app on my phone because I was at my son's uh, volleyball tournament this weekend. And so the downtime when they're not playing – 
I was going through and I was reposting on Facebook older blog posts, older uh, uh, videos, um, you know, because w- w- what I do is I-, I have a blog post every day. So Monday through Friday, I have a blog post. But then I take, excuse me, I take those uh, blog posts and I make videos out of those blog posts. So I, I reuse the content that I already have because some people are going to view it, some people are going to watch it, or excuse me, read right. it, or some people are going to view it. Right. And so I, what I did was I went back probably a few years into the blogs and also the videos, and then this weekend I, I scheduled posts. So about every half an hour-ish, uh, there was a, you know, I did one where there was a, a physical read post and then a different video, not the same video to that post, right, right by the way. Um, and I got some interaction uh, over the weekend. I did that on Saturday. I did that on Sunday. And I was just, I had no, I had time. You yeah. Know? So um, I'm thinking that I want, and I, I want to do that every weekend to reuse different things and spread it out like that. Um, and and uh, so I'm, I'm designing how I want that to look and how I, you know, because it got some engagement, right? Right, um, right. Got some shares, got some likes, those type of things. I don't have to redo anything. But what I am thinking about is, okay, now how can I get this done so I'm not doing it, right? Right, um, right. And so I'm going to have – I'm going to work out a system and how I want it done. I'm going to have my virtual assistant do it. Um, so he'll, he'll set those up so I don't have to do it. But uh, I already have the content from years and years and years ago. So why not start, re, you know, reusing some of that content? Right, right. Yeah, it's like, it's like on my blog I have a, a, a thing called I Quit. And it's uh, school owners love it. It's the most well-read of all my posts that I've ever done, over like twelve or 13,000 um, views and reads. Um, and it was all about why, you know, people quit and, and how we could get them to stop and, and so on. So, yeah, and I continually keep redoing it. It's interesting. I tested something similar to what you're saying the other day on a blog. And I posted the blog and um, wrote about it, and, and I got maybe like 100 reads. And then I, the next day, reminded people, hey, I just posted a blog yesterday. I normally would have posted the same blog, a different blog. Um, and I said, hey, I just posted a blog yesterday, and I got another 100 reads, right? And then I did it two more days in a row, and it did that one particular post kept getting more and more reads because we think sometimes when we put up a video, say what we have to say, make a post that everyone's seeing it. Right, but some people for and whatever reason, yeah, and there are a lot of algorithms. By the way, I warn everyone on Facebook that sometimes Facebook doesn't show um, your live video or your post to everyone in your format. So sometimes people are not seeing it, or maybe they're not following it, or they blocked certain posts. They don't want to see everything you put out there. And Facebook kind of controls the the flow of things too. So you have to be consistent and persistent with a lot of the things that you uh, that you're putting out there so that you get more viewership or you know listenership or watching and so on so um or reading readership you know so anyway um that's important so i think paul just had another question how do you handle clients who request payments to be paused during the holidays for bill reasons what do you, what you want to handle that Dwayne? and i'll give my two cents into that well I'll, let me let me say what i used to do and what i and what I used to do, what I've done, and what I do. So what I what I used to do is um, look. You're on contract. So um, it, it, assuming this person is on a contract, um, you know you'll pay through that time, even though if you're not going to be here, and then we'll give you that that time on the back end. Um, that became too stressful, too too 
uh, paper, and it's just too, it was just too heavy to follow, right? I found that uh, either I didn't have a good enough system or we were screwing things up. I don't know which, maybe both, but uh, I didn't like that. And so I would, then I went to a freeze. They were able to uh, freeze their account, and I just charged them 25 bucks a month to freeze it. Uh, now I make them cancel, and they have to come back. And my deterrent is that's, you know, uh, there is no pause because, you know, martial arts is a way of life. So it's not a pausing. This isn't a sport. This is a way of life. And uh, I understand, you know, and then I try to talk them into private lessons to make up those times. So it all depends on why they want to pause it. Uh, if it's just they don't have the money. Like, so, for instance, I had, um, you know, it's holidays. They don't have the extra money. I had a lady that came to me and she's like, you know, I, I really need to stop my son right now, but we can start back up in, in February. I'll have money then. And I'm, I, I go, because of your taxes? And she said, yeah. I said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't you not pay, um, you know, for December and February and or December and January and then come February, why don't you just pay the whole year in full? Because then you'll save 10%. Then you won't have to worry about that at all. And this is what the amount would be. Generally, what do you, you know, do you, or do you get at least that back? She's like, oh, yeah, I do. And she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. And so I would say, um, you know, have hard and fast rules, but uh, be willing to investigate on what each problem is and then problem solve so that, you know, because really had I not asked the questions, I wouldn't get those two, those two months, and who's to say they would have actually continued. And, by the way, I do trust her. So there is a trust factor there, obviously. So how do you handle it? Well, here's a few things that I've learned over the years, you know, and I, and, and again, you know, I hate to say I learned it over the years because there were times that certain things happened and that made me develop an opinion based on those situations, right? So, um, but here, here's the thing though. I've found that, um, first of all, we have to in the industry shift people's mindset away from class, uh, paying by the class. Um, and paying by the month as as part of the class. So in other words, like, okay, uh, you charge me $100 a month and they could come to four classes a month. That's $25 per class, right? Um, you know, and people start to say, oh, wow, well, what if I only come three? Is that 75? What if I come two? It's, it's 50? Like when you join a gym, it's for a membership, right? When you join my martial arts school, um, it's for a membership. It's not for the class. So in order to be a member and to be into this basic program, which allows you to come three days a week, X amount of hours per class, it costs you this for the membership. So then people say, well, what if I only come once? I said, that's will be unfortunate for you, but it's still $130 a month membership, right? So that people get used to the idea. Now, I've done exactly what you did. People will come to me and said, I missed for two months, or I didn't come for a month and a half. And I say, well, listen, I'll work with you. I can throw two weeks on at the end of the session or three. I never give them the full month because I know for a fact that people will be away for two weeks and then not come the rest of the month so that they don't have to pay. So I want my clientele to understand, like, listen, if you're back after two weeks, come and train. We'll credit you the two weeks you're away, but don't take off the whole month because then you lose momentum. Yeah, and see, we, we, we offer private lessons uh, in as, as part of our program. So right. like I had a, um, a parent we talked about, you know, they, in the past two years, they've always taken off for um, football season. And right. this year they came back and, and uh, now their son got into leadership. So that's, that's, a, that's a three year agreement going to, um, to black belt. Well, uh-huh. uh, I, I, I said next year though, we, he can't, 
you know, if he's going to be in leadership, he can't be um, taking time off. So, but what we'll right. do is we'll get cre- we'll get creative. We'll do, you know, if he can't make it to Friday private lessons, like because we normally have private lessons on Friday, and I don't charge any right. extra for private lessons. It's all included in my program. Um, we'll we'll come up with something, you know, even if like so. I know the last two, like in in uh, in August, there's going to be two weeks. He's not going to come at all because they right. have five day practices. That's just the way it goes. But then once school starts, they always bump down to three days of practices. And I don't have my I'm not you know I don't I'm not open on Saturdays except for birthday parties. So it's not like he's got his class on Saturday when they're playing their their football games. I said so we can be creative and we worked it out. And she's like, yep, we're going to do it. And I know it's going to be a hardship, you know, for probably like two months trying to right. get him into get classes. He may or may not be able to retain his information. Um, but I've worked with that before and I've been able to get kids you know, to, to move through the ranks, even though that that's happening. So um, I think one, have some hard and fast rules in your business because you need them, but then two, um, be flexible with regards to, you know, and I don't know what your school is, how it's set up, but be flexible in how you uh, try to problem solve these things. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think it's really understanding the situation, but it's also, like you said, the hard and fast rules. So like if someone says to you, well, you know, what if I take off during the summer? I'm saying, well, we don't encourage it. You know, we, we encourage you to come. Even if you're only coming one day a week, we say keep your feet wet. You know, like we have a kid who just, uh, he's a black belt, and he just um, fractured his foot doing another sport. So the parents said, oh, we have a doctor's note. We're going to take off until he heals. It could be six or eight weeks. I said, I don't recommend that. I recommend you have him come in and sit and watch class and help class on his crutches or whatever he's doing. Don't take him out of the game because that will get him out of the swing of things, right? So I remember being injured and having, you know, couldn't even walk. And I'd come in there hopping on my crutch and sit down and watching the class and, and, you know, learning. I'd write notes and so on. So it's all a matter of how we educate and train and teach our people. But remember this. I don't know of any other industry that, you know, you could, um, like, for example, you buy a car. Uh, you, you go on a trip to Florida for two months. You don't use your car. You call up the car company and say, hey, I haven't used my car. Can I get two months' credit? Or I didn't live in my house for three weeks. I was on vacation. Do I get three months' credit, right, or, you know, whatever. Um, it's about just basically paying, you know, for the membership. If you're in a country club and you join a country club or you join a gym membership or whatever, you if you don't go, you, you don't pay, you're you know, out. You don't you're out. You lose the money. However, it is cheaper. I do understand that you know 1929 Blink Fitness or whatever those gyms are, Retro Fitness, 20 bucks a month. Um, it's not as painful as like our tuition if they're not going right. But um, at the same time, uh, you know, hey, listen, we're there. We're open. We're teaching. We can't have people paying as they go or else we should buy, we should be in a month-to-month tuition type basis, right? And we don't have right, to. Right. Or, or even a class-to-class tuition basis. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you pay as you go. But I don't even – my dance my, – my daughter went to dance. She'd pay by the month. If she didn't show up, it was still the same tuition. We didn't say, hey, she didn't come to dance for two weeks. Right. Yeah, right. it's an age-old problem, you know. It just really is, and I think it's a again hard and fast rules, but but uh, find out what the real reason is, and then uh, come up with a creative uh, win-win-win solution. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, we are in an age where um, consumers are a little bit more um, less tolerant. Uh, years ago, people just took, you know, listen, this is the way you ran your business. We want to be involved with your business. We're going to play by your rules. Now, everyone is trying to 
make their own set of rules within your organization, right? They're going to be like, well, my son Connor, he's a very busy man and he doesn't, he can only come to maybe 20 minutes from each class on a Tuesday and a Thursday, second half of the class on a Thursday. And like, listen, we're not, we can't do that for everybody. We, we do try to be as accommodating as possible, but we also have to run our school, right? It's like you couldn't, like my daughter, here, let me give you an example. My daughter just called me up. She was annoyed yesterday or the day before, because she's at college and she's signing up for her new classes. So she's allowed to go online at 2 o'clock to sign up for the classes. It opens at 2. She logs in at 2. All the classes she wants are taken. Why? Because they give the sports people, the athletics, the athletes, first choice of classes. Now, I pay the same amount of money as the athletes' parents do, twenty five grand. Probably they have scholarships and my daughter doesn't. Yet she signs in at the time. I mean, she didn't even wait. It's not like she was lazy or lackadaisical. She was at it at two, and half of the classes she wanted were taken. I mean, how fair is that? I mean, but right. people, look, I, what do I do? I suck it up. I, I told her to go to her guidance counselor and complain, and she did, and she got some of the classes in, but some of them were just taken. And, you know, I'm paying twenty five grand a year to be bullied and talked, told what to do, and, and I don't even get what I want. Our students get everything that they signed up for. Right, so isn't it an odd dynamic? It it, it is, but I will uh, I will say that I I do not um, believe in the uh, mantra that the customer is always right. So. Okay, yeah, and and you're right though. You can't, you know, that old philosophy was like, you know, for companies that are just trying to sell widgets, right? But in our business, we have to have our own. You know, we're selling knowledge. We're selling um, a structure of lessons. So if a customer is always right, then we're not doing what we know best, right? Because obviously, if they were always right and they knew what they were doing, they'd be doing it themselves. Yeah, right. We got another question right. here. Yep. Yeah. So Lewis, uh, Lewis is, um, you know, asking, how do you handle a parent that complains about the head instructor owner not teaching a certain class when the assistant instructor is a great teacher and a need on second degree black belt and is more qualified to teach her child more than qualified. So what would you handle mm -hmm. that Dwayne? That's like somebody, I have a really good answer for that, but uh, I want you to go. Well, every situation is different. Um, I know I made, like, so when I was pulling myself out of the teaching role and had other uh, teachers teach, I made a big mistake where what I did was um, I was still uh, teaching the beginners and I had my staff teaching the more upper belts. Right. Um, and those upper belts were used to me. And so I, after pissing off a lot of parents, <laughs> you know, I quickly changed that and then I had my staff teaching the newer people. See, my, my idea was I needed to teach the newer people because I know how good I am, you know, type thing. And right. I know that I can make the, you know, so um, that was my idea. And so it, the minute that I switched that, I laid out like a, you know, about a two and a half, three year program for me to go, I'm going to wean myself even out of the upper belt ones. Mm -hmm. Um and so I still taught the upper belt ones for a good two and a half, three years uh, until my staff had already been primarily teaching those younger ones, if that makes sense. And so yeah. that's how I handle that situation. Now, if you're not, you know, uh, you know, if you're not wanting to do that, you know, you're wanting to, um, and I think we're frozen. Yeah, I see your camera's frozen, so I can hear you. 
But on one of my Facebook pages, it's still moving, but I don't know. It's a little bit delayed. So uh, let's refresh again real quick on uh, our Believe site. And have you do the same. Okay. Uh, wrote, yeah, Paul wrote, he froze. Or he wrote, he froze. <laughs> <laughs> he froze. So did you uh, re- reset or reconnect or re-re-re-re uh, something? <laughs> Not yet. Still still trying to connect. Okay, I'm back up, and it's just me right now. But, um, yeah, let's see. I still see – I see you being frozen on it now. Okay. Son of a gun. Just bear with it's us on stupid. the room. On our recording thing, bear with us. I'm not sure why. It says the live video will resume in a moment. Let's see if we're up yet. Um, I'm gonna just type in. We'll be we're we're we are refreshing. That's so odd. Very odd. All right, let's see if this stupid thing will connect. Uh, I think I'm up. Yeah, it says the video will resume in a moment. I only see me on the screen, and it says live video will resume in a moment. We have to find a better way so this doesn't happen anymore, right? It looks like it's happening. There you are. And all right. a whole bunch of thumbs and hearts. I don't know why they're all coming through. Most people are happy we're back, I guess. I don't know. Uh, a <laughs> wow face, a happy thumbs up, a love, I love. Okay, well, there we go. All right, sorry, guys. We apologize. Okay. We're so, back. All right. So, so anyways, so, with regards to the uh, the, the parent complaining, um, like I said, I, I, I um, started teaching the upper belts, and then I let my staff start teaching the lower belts. Um I think what I would do is I would um, probably sit down with them and ask, you know, for specific reasons why they think. uh, Make sure that you uncover the actual question or the actual reason, not necessarily what they're saying the reason is, if that makes sense, because uh, often the the first thing that they say out of their mouth is not uh, the, the real reason. You know, it might be a symptom, but, but it's not the real cause for, uh, for that. So, you know, like, for instance, I had, it was probably three weeks ago, I had a parent or two parents, um, husband and wife, sit down with me. They were concerned about their child being taught by um, one of my instructors. And, you know, this is the first time this instructor has ever run um, a group by himself. And so what do I mean by that? For a year, he's been assisting groups. So, you know, you would have a primary instructor, and then he would uh, be the assistant to that primary instructor. This is the first three-month cycle that he's done it on his own. And I expect to be some headaches or some hiccups, you know what I'm saying, Uh, because there's going to be some growth that he needs to uh, have. And to his, I would say, you know, to his... uh, uh, benefit isn't the right word. I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words, but you know, he's, he's just newly 16. You know, he's been with me since he was 15 years old. Um, and his personality is he, he is very thorough. He wants everything to be very thorough. 
And um, I've watched him teach private lessons. He's taught one-on-one lessons for probably the last nine nine months easily. And he does phenomenal in those. And so, you know, for him to learn how to grow to then teach 10 people as opposed to one, the only way to do that is to get in there and do it. And so, you know, I listened to these parents' concern. Um, I said, I, you know, thank you. I, I understand um, what your concerns are, um, you know, and let me, let me make sure that this isn't a concern. And so, you know, I had to make sure that, you know, it wasn't that he was doing things wrong or wasn't teaching the information correctly or was mean, nasty, or ugly or any of those type of things. And like, no, not at all, you know, but they went from a instructor that has, I don't know, maybe three or four years experience to one that only had a year experience. And so right. there is going to be a slight difference. Uh, in that. And so without throwing that instructor under the bus, I kind of had to educate them that, you know, yeah, he's been with me for a year. This is the first time that he's ran, you know, 10 people at once type thing. And, you know, you, uh, you know, without saying you got to start somewhere and I'm sorry it was your son, you know, that's kind of what I said. Uh, but I, I, I presented it a little bit differently, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. And you know what's interesting is that um, it's all about trust, right? So, for example, we – we all right, so uh, my girlfriend's uh, brother-in-law is in the hospital right now, and, and there's some – the doctors are all around, right? And, and uh, if you don't – you automatically assume and trust them. They come up, they say, hey, we're going to do XYZ procedure – and you're like, okay, doc, you're, you're the expert, right? You trust that person. Um, and uh, if we don't trust that person, we might get a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth opinion, and, and then we might pull them, you know, whatever the case may be, without that trust, um, you're always going to have doubt, right? So there's got to be a level of trust understood. Like, for example, I just hired a guy, um, and he's a great instructor. He's a master archer. Um, he, uh, he teaches archery. He's got a really great, easy, smooth very uh, good demeanor, and um, he's helping me, and he's a senpai in my school, assistant. He's already going through the ranks and training and doing private lessons and so on, and um, he's really got a great attitude, and he's doing very, very well, and people are, um, are, are you know, basically they're, you know, they like him. They've adjusted to him very quickly, just the way he carries himself. But a few months ago, five or six, eight months ago, I had a few parents that were questioning. They're black belt kids. They've been training with me forever. Um, uh, the parents are, are complacent because they're used to me, um, and they start questioning me. You know, like, you know, did you teach that technique right? Or how come you're, you know, we don't have, my kid is a black belt. We need a six-degree black belt to teach them. I'm like, your 14-year-old child or 12-year-old child needs a, 50 to 60 year old master in the martial arts to teach them and they can't learn well how come they're just covering basics well because basics are a part of advance you got to keep reminding yourself of what you did so and and some of them would listen while others just didn't want to hear it right so it's all about trust right and it's all about developing that trust where they look at you Dwayne as the expert you're not going to put their kid in a bad situation with a bad instructor learning crappy material. They have to believe in your integrity and what you believe in for your martial art, right? And at that point, people won't question you because they trust you. And that's the problem is with certain people, you might have naysayers out there, one of them that stirs the pot, shakes the hornet's nest or whatever, and then others yeah. start to doubt it. You know what? It, so we got to be very careful with the culture that we what we allow in our school and um, how we allow it to go, and we also have to educate, continually educate people. 
if that makes sense. I would agree. No, I would definitely agree. Now, Paul wrote, Mom, are you watching? Now, I don't know what that means, but um, that's just Paul. He's hysterical. But uh, I, what do you mean by that, Paul? What the, are you still even with us? Um, what are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> um, but anyway, so, yeah, that's really – that's one of the things that I think is quite interesting um, is that developing that trust. And, by the way, it's a lot different than it was years ago because people joined and they looked at you like, I'm joining and the sensei is the master. He understands. He's the head instructor. We trust him. Now we live in a society where we second guess, question, and always, um, you know, have doubt about whoever it is, whether it be the school teacher, the politician, um, you know, the you know the the person in charge, the boss, and so on. I think our nature is of a more pessimistic point of view these days than ever before. So oh, I guys totally like, agree. You know, guys like you and I are always constantly having to reprove ourselves to everybody. You know what I mean? And that's, that makes it a little difficult when you're always having to say, you know, and I don't want to say, hey, listen, I've been doing this for 50 years, five zero. I've traveled all over the world, tens of thousands of people, more than that. And, um, you know, uh, do I have to continually sell myself to you, like, you know, and prove to myself? Do I have to get out there and do a move for you to believe that I could do the move, that kind of thing? Like, so there's got to be a way for you to create, we call it tooting your own horn, educating your clientele on who you are and what you do. If that makes sense. Oh, <clears throat> that makes perfect sense. And we, we do. We have to continually um, have to resell ourselves to, to, to people. Right. We do. We have another question from Lewis. Um, and Lewis, by the way, is another friend of mine. He runs a ninjutsu school um, in the Maryland area. And it is, do you guys ever offer a free month of training of potential clients? If so, how do you close them? I've been having trouble closing people on a one-month trial. I always offer them specials, but they never bite. What do you think about that, Dwayne, like about specials and, and getting them? I mean, sales are changing. I'm finding it myself. I'm a damn good salesperson. However, I mean, I, I try different methodology to see which one actually works, and um, people are very hesitant to close. You, I've heard more so in the last four months, let me think about it and go home, and then you never hear from them again. You know, And even though I try for the hard sale on a few, try for the soft sale on others to try to see which works best, um, what's your thought on that? Um, <clears throat> I don't hard sell anybody. I, I never have. I don't care for it myself. Not that anybody really cares for it. Um, I shouldn't say I never had. I, I, I can recall doing it once, <clears throat> and uh, I really did talk this person into doing it. They did do it for a year. Their whole family did it for a year. I don't think they would trade it, but, um, you know, she even said to me she at the end uh, when she signed up, she's like, you know, you're a good salesman because right. I, I did not come in here wanting to do this. Mm -hmm. um, so, <clears throat> so I don't, I don't, I don't do hard sales. Um, it's either, do you want to do it or you do, do you not want to do it? And I usually, this is what we hear. Okay. We, we love the program because when we sit them down, we just ask them, you know, um, you know, Hey, Mrs. Jones, I wanted to meet with you and just to, you know, see what you thought uh, you liked best about the program so far. <clears throat> And let them say it. And, um, you know, and they know that this is the, the enrollment conference. They've already been pre-framed on that. <clears throat> and then I allow them uh, to ask any questions that they possibly could have. And then we, you know, you got the letter. Because, see, <clears throat> my process might be a little bit different, where they get a welcome uh, packet with a letter inside of it. 
but then they, after that, they, I mailed them the sales letter um, on the information for the studio. Prior to that, most of them don't even have a, a clue what the, what the prices are, and I would say probably a good 70% don't. Um, and then that sales letter does the job, or it doesn't do the job, and or the the floor does the job, or they both do the job. Anyways, they'll come in. Have you read the sale? You know, or not sales letter. Did you read the letter that Mr. Brummett sent you? And they they will say about fifty fifty, yes or no. Uh, if if they say yes, then we just ask, do you have any? Did you have any questions with regards to uh, the program? Uh, those people that have, that read it, we we sign almost all of them up, except if they can't afford the program. And the ones that uh, did not read it, we have to give them the brevity of it. You know, the price of our program is all inclusive, blah, 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 blah. We go through the whole spiel with them. And, um, but the, the, all that to say the majority of people that we have say no was not because they didn't like it. Um, it was, didn't fit into their schedule. Of course, that could be a lie. Or it was, they literally cannot afford it. Um, and I, I actually probably believe that more than anything else because, I mean, we charge 149 a month for our base program. Um, so there is a hurdle to, to overcome in order to do that. Right. So you've, so let me get this straight. So someone comes in and does a class, then you send them a letter, or is it they yeah. get the letter before they do the class? Yeah, so um, they'll come in and do an introductory lesson. So what we do is we do a 20-minute or a, a, a half-an-hour introductory time. First 15 minutes is all process paperwork, blah, 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 blah. The next 15 minutes is a one-on-one -on -one class with uh, an instructor. And then from there, they move into their trial classes. So um, if they have a month free or month paid or if they have a two weeks free or two weeks paid, whatever it is, they're going to do the introductory lesson first, and then they move into their trial lessons. Um, at the introductory lesson, they get that first letter. Uh, by the time they do their first class, um, they have already either received or will receive by the next day or two the the uh, second, what I call the sales letter, the follow-up letter that has, you know, more information about the program. It's a lot more in-depth about it. It has a ton of testimonials. It has, um, you know, a, an opportunity for them to save money if they sign up by um, their, you know, by the date of their enrollment conference. So, you know, they understand that they have an enrollment conference that was already set up at the intro lesson mm -hmm. that, you know, Mrs. Jones, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, we, we've got the introduction, you know, your classes are going to start here on this date, this time while Johnny's in class, we're going to do our enrollment conference, you know, and that's the time that if you know that this is the right program for your family, that we'll get Johnny enrolled and, and uh, also, um, you know, Professor Brummett's going to be mailing you another letter. And in that letter, um, you know, it's going to be there's going to be a more in-depth uh, look at the program and what it has to offer. And then he also has a special uh, opportunity for you financially uh, in that letter as well. So be looking in your mailbox for you know in in the next two or three uh, business days, uh, you know, for that letter. Right. So they're so, kind of prompted to be looking for that. So out of, let's say, you know, 10 people, what are you, 50% to 60% sign-up ratio? 50, easy. Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I find it. I find that lately, too, like people leave, they love our program, they're happy, they want to think about it, talk to the wife, talk to the husband, even though that we try to get them to bring both family members down and sit with them and chat, and they love it, we're thinking of it, we like it, we want to do it. And then you never hear from them again. I, I have to tell you, honestly, I have people that sign up for my 1999 web special 
And don't I had come a lady, in. Oh, I had a lady the other day. She signed up for it, paid nineteen ninety nine. I called her up. She answered the phone and was mad at me. And she said, like, you know, I'm at work right now. And I'm like, and she hung up on me. And I, I texted her. And I said, I'm really sorry. I'm, I You're said, at work I'm, right now. Why did you answer it? Yeah. I, no, I said, I texted her and said, I'm really sorry that I bothered you. I didn't know this was your work number. My apologies. But you had called about a martial art class. Maybe you thought I was a salesperson. And she says, well, you don't have classes for three-year-olds anyway. I said, ma'am, in fact, we start them at two. And um, you paid for a 1999 special. She's, and then that was the last I heard of her. She won't return our call. Like, I'm confused. She spent 20 bucks to yell at me. Funny, right? Weird. Yeah. I must, have, I must have that happen 25 times a year. People buy specials and never return calls or come in. You know, I, I don't mind that. Your hour, that doesn't even cover your hourly, hourly rate. Right, just to live, right? <laughs> but, 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 um, but isn't it interesting in how, you know, you pay for something, you don't even want to do it? Like, why? Like, I'm confused. So there's a little different dynamic lately, right, with as far as sales go. And that, that answers that question. But, I mean, um, so, I mean, I hope it answers the question for Lewis. Uh, you know, you know, you guys offer a free month. We do sometimes. We all, I in my school offer a free month. Sometimes free two weeks. Um, sometimes a paid special. It depends on what special we're running. If we do a Chinese auction or a gift bag giveaway, we'll give them a two month special, and then we give passes to everyone who attends the dinner. Um, so much that you, you know, we're always constantly out there marketing. But but you know, I do feel that there is a discrepancy between some coaches. They say free giveaways, free class, free membership. There's no money out of pocket, so there's no commitment, so there's no way that they're going to come in. However, I don't believe that because I get a lot of people that do that. And just to say what I said before, I have people who pay online 20 bucks for three classes with a uniform, and they don't ever even return the phone call. So there's a discrepancy of the two. It really is kind of almost like an, uh, you know, an unsure thing. I, I built – or I should say we, we built TriStar on free, right. um, free trials, it, whether it was a free two weeks or free 30, 30 days. Um, we, right. we, we built, um, I was thinking of that 80s song now that I just said that, we built the city. We built, right. um, you know, we built this on that. So uh, to say that it doesn't work is, is, is not true. Now, um, I am at the beginning of the year switching over to a paid trial for uh, my two weeks. Um, okay. And I think it's uh, it's going to be thirty nine ninety five or thirty nine ninety seven something like that, and uh, for two weeks in a free uniform, that type of thing. But um, I still have all of my books have a free one-month offer. You know, so if you get one of my books, you, that has a free one-month offer. I still will be giving um, our constituents, you know, the holiday passes or the uh, Valentine cards or the uh, uh, Halloween passes, those type of things. Those will, those will have two weeks free on it. So I won't yeah. be taking away the two weeks free, but I'll be limiting those free things to specialized areas, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but then also with my idea is with the thirty nine ninety five or thirty nine ninety seven for two weeks free on on our website, I will then take off $20 of that to anybody that came to a birthday party or a field trip or bully buster or anti-abduction, whatever, when we call them to say, hey, your child was at, hope they had a good time. Um, don't know if martial arts or karate has been something you've thought about before, but our, our normal offer is, you know, two weeks at thirty nine ninety five. but because they came to X, um, you know, 
Mr. Brummett has allowed me to, you know, give you this one-time opportunity for 1995. So you get right. the uniform and the two weeks for 1995, um, blah, 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 you know, that type yeah. of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to do it, and we can maybe go over that in another call, too, like go over the different sales methodology or the different systems that other school owners are using. Maybe have an open forum where people and school owners might want to give us, you know, successful school owners, people that are struggling, whatever, give us what they're doing best and what they've come up with and what works for them. Because, you know, um, there's so many great ideas out there, so many different ways to do what you need to do. And, and I know we're running short. We've already done an hour. Well, if you if you count in the times that uh, we've been interrupted because yeah. the internet's not working, <laughs> we haven't yeah, done we an got... hour yet. But no, I get what you're not saying. yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so let's let's close up. Let's see what would you have any final things that you might want to go over with anyone or? Well, I I, I do want to close with this. Is obviously tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and um, I'd like to share something that um, my. Uh, mentor has kind of challenged me to do and uh, he talked about getting you know like a legal pad and um, I was going to pull out a legal pad here but anyways doesn't matter um, get a legal pad write it from you know 1 to 100 and then um, uh, take that with you tomorrow and start writing down you know at least 100 things that you're thankful for and what he had talked about was the big things are going to come out first. You're going to get 20, 25 big things really, really quick and easy. The hard part is when you start getting to 80 and 90 and then even up to 100 where you're going to have to look at the small little things that really are big things. They're vitally important. Um, but even if, you, you know, he was kind of pushing uh, us to even get over 100 Um and then not only, you know, celebrate, and I talk about this anyways with our attitude of gratitude uh, conversation at the studio, but, uh, you know, not only celebrate and have an attitude of gratitude on just tomorrow, but carry that with you throughout the rest of um, your life and your everyday life. Because we have a lot to be thankful for, I think, not only just with regards to being in the United States, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, quite biased with that, but the fact that, you know, we are business owners and we do get to, even though sometimes it may not feel like it, you know, we do get to dictate, you know, how our lives are going to be run. Uh, we all have our own little kingdom that we're in charge of. And, um, you know, we get to set the rules and set the pace and uh, make the decisions in there. And that's a, it's a curse, could be, and it also is a blessing. It's a curse because you get to do make the rules. <laughs> uh, and if you don't make the right rules, it could be, could be like a curse. Uh, but it's a blessing because you do have the power to do that. So I just want to challenge everyone uh, to to do that. Get that sheet of paper out and uh, write one to a hundred, and and then start writing those uh, those hundred things that you're thankful for. And hey, at the dinner table, maybe start talking about some of those things and and asking other people, right? Other people at the dinner table what they're they're thankful for, and and kind of try to peel the onion back. And so when they say, well, I'm thankful that I have a house. Yeah, okay. Well, why are you thankful that you have a house? And you know, just kind of, uh, you know, drill down a little bit more, a little bit more. And I think I think if we all did that, um, we would be focusing more on the right things in our society, uh, but also in our lives than the wrong things. So that's yeah. what I wanted to close with. I love that. I think that's amazing. And you know what? It's it really is. You know, I've been I've been thinking a lot. I, I mean, I know this is a bad reason to think about stuff like this, but I've had in the last two months, like four of my martial art friends pass away. 
And just Monday, another icon in the martial arts on Long Island passed away. And, and I often ask myself, like, you know, what is important in life? And that's why at, at our breakfast this morning, you know, I got all these guys together and, you know, nine martial arts school owners and we talked. And, you know, I said, you know, like, what is it? I was talking to the one friend, like, what does it cost me per hour to live, you know? And then what do I really want with my life? Like, what do I want, what do I want to do? Like, I don't want to be, I, I, and God bless my dad. He passed away about four years ago, but the poor man worked his butt off and didn't really make great business decisions and never really had a lot of money. Um, you know, always was borrowing money from me um, and, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. And I, I don't want to, I want people that are out there to hear what you and I are saying about being grateful, being thankful, being, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, understanding how lucky we truly are. Right. I mean, um, you know, we always, in our society, we are very, uh, we're, you know, a consumerism society. We need, we need things and we want, you know, more and we want bigger houses, bigger cars, you know, but what, what could we be happy with, you know, and that's something to really get a good perspective of what makes you happy. Yep, and I put number one there on the screen if you can see it. <laughs> I'm thankful for all our listeners. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, me too. And I'm thankful for you, Dwayne, as being my friend and being able to do these calls with me and, you know, hanging out with you every, you know, once a week for an hour or so. So, I mean, I enjoy it, even though it's virtual. And, you know, we can't touch each other, but I see you and you see me, and it's like almost there. Yeah? You know, the rest would be hanging out at a restaurant. But, yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be. I, I can only uh, be around you virtually, anyways, because you told me next time I touch you, you kill me. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the death touch. But um, yeah. So anyway, dude, thank you so much. I'm I'm happy for everybody out there. I love your idea. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bring it with me on Thanksgiving. All right, good. I'll do that too, and then maybe we can compare it a little bit. Okay, cool. All right, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Take care, everyone. Thank you.